Welcome to Beyond My Comic Shop. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. Beyond My Comic Shop is a subseries of My Comic Shop History, featuring stories in and around the comic book world. This subseries was previously known as Flat Squirrel Tales, but following a crisis on infinite podcasts, all of my shows now live under the My Comic Shop History podcast feed. This installment originally aired as an episode of Flat Squirrel Tales last season. It features a crash course in cosplay with two special guests. It also helped inspire the upcoming Season 4 of My Comic Shop History, which will focus on Comic-Cons. My Comic Shop History, Beyond My Comic Shop, and My Comic Shop Book Club will all return with new episodes later in 2018. For now, enjoy this presentation of Cosplay Goals. This is our post-New York Comic-Con episode. We're going to be talking about our convention experiences and specifically cosplay. Let me introduce my guests. To my left, we have my wife, the Electronachios to my Matt Murdock, Stephanie Desiato. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be behind the mic again. I'm also very excited to welcome a new voice to the Flat Squirrel Podcast Network. If you were at New York Comic Con or if you were following the news and photos specifically coming out of the show, there's a good chance you saw my next guest. He cosplayed as Lobo, and I can't wait to pick his brain about everything that went into this amazing cosplay. Please welcome to the show, Justin DeVoe. Hey, everybody. This is awesome, man. I'm all official with headphones and stuff. This is great. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that we could get you here. So last season on My Comic Shop History, I did a whole season on collecting, and you know we weren't able to connect and get you on the show then. But I'm so happy to have you here now. Before we get into the convention and cosplay, if we could just touch on your collecting for a moment. Because oh, I've man. seen I've seen the photos that you've posted of the Sideshow collectibles in particular. Yeah. Can you just give us a sense of the scope of your collection? Um, when we were looking for houses, when the wife and I were looking for houses, I was like, I don't really like this one. And she's like, because there's no area for all your shit. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much why. Um, so we had to go... And find a place um, with the area big enough for the basement, which I, I hate the term man cave, but she's like, it's a nerd cave. I'm like, whatever. Um, the So there's there's a bunch of D-tops downstairs. I raided Ikea because that's where every good collector goes, I guess, for all their, their, their crap. And I got into Sideshow. I was like, I'm only going to get like a couple statues. And a couple statues turned into a lot of statues really fast. So the Hot Toys collection is pretty big. The Sideshow collection is pretty big. Um, every time there's a new premium format statue, I usually jump on it, but, uh, it's, it's, it put me in the hole, man. Like now I need like three other jobs and the wife's like, how much money are you spending? I'm like, nah, it's not that bad. And hopefully she doesn't listen to this because based on the way I just said that, she's going to know it's probably more than what I let on. But yeah, I know I was going to ask you if you could give us a sense of the price of these items, but if you'd rather not, that's okay. <laughs> so like five bucks, somewhere around five to ten bucks. Um, and they're always on sale, right? Yeah. Always on sale. I love you, honey, if you're listening. Um, now, the comics have to stay in the climate controlled place, so they're not even in my house. Um, I spend like $220 a month so they can be in climate control. Cause you know, everything gets yellow and then it gets all messed up and it's not even for me. Like I'll die knowing those are in storage. It's more for my son. If he wants to do something with it, when he gets older, it's, it's kind of up to him. But for me, like I'll never sell, like I'm not a seller. I say it all the time. She's like, why don't you sell some of those? I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about it. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. If he wants to do it, he can, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. No, like I said, I mean, I've seen the photos. Do you have an estimate of the number of pieces in the collection? No, no. I mean, I you figure four one six scale figures per DTOF. I got like 18 DTOFs downstairs. And then there's the premium format statues on top of all of them. And 
I keep buying like these little stands thinking that's going to be it. And then I forget something's coming in. Then they send me an email. They're like, you have more crap coming. I was like, oh man, I got to beat the mail home. So the wife doesn't get there first and then throw it up really fast and act like I've always had it. Cause she never really goes downstairs. Huh. Well, if you're cool with it, maybe we'll throw up some photos of the collection on the Facebook. Yeah, page. Oh, yeah. People can see what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's get into New York Comic Con oh, and cosplay. First, it. Stephanie, I have to say to you, I am I'm so grateful that you were cool with spending our one year wedding anniversary at New York Comic Con on Sunday the 8th. That makes you a pro. It Nicely does. done. It does. <laughs> I think I get the award for best wife this year, um, or at least for the week. Um, no, but it was, <laughs> in all seriousness, it was such a fun time and something to do together. So even though, yes, it wasn't a... Uh, island getaway um, for our one year anniversary it was we had a great time in New York City and then a great time at the show and leading up to it we had so much fun planning and getting everything together to prepare yeah that was not the first convention we had gone to together but the first major one we had gone to East Coast Comic Con and Undiscovered Realm Comic Con uh, both you know mid-range shows so this was the first like full-on Comic Con that we went to together Two hundred thousand people this year, or something. Like they were talking, they broke all kinds of records. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I gotta tell you, so I had been to New York Comic Con three years in a row, quite quite some time back. So I think two thousand eight, nine, and ten. So it's been a few years since I went. And more recently, I went to San Diego Comic Con, not this past summer, but the one before. And honestly, I feel like New York was was more crowded. And I felt like at San Diego there were at least areas within the convention center where you could have a moment to yourself to breathe mm -hmm. and have a little bit of space. And I felt like at the Javits Center, there was none of that to be nope. found. It was it was quite the experience. Even in the basement where there was nothing happening and nothing Still on display, it was corners. packed. Right. Yeah. yeah, so that was something. Now, just to preface all of this, so Steph and I went to New York Comic Con as Matt Murdock and Elektra. Of course, comic book characters, but specifically from the Netflix show. Now, we had a great time, and we'll talk about that. But I just want to say, what we did pales in comparison to what you did so when we talk about our cosplay experience for you and for listeners just know uh there's there's a scale to this and justin went all in uh and we kind of dipped our toes in the water but i think there were some some interesting parallels so um, i'm looking forward to being able to compare notes now just on the convention front are you a regular convention goer so Starting five years ago, uh, a friend of mine, Garrett Fuller, who's who's like knee deep in like neck deep in all of the stuff. He goes to all the conventions. He writes for MMORPG.com. He has a uh, an Overwatch website that's like beating CNN to all of the 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 leads for like all the new leagues and stuff that they're doing. And he was like, "You're a teacher. You teach with comic books. Um, do you want to go and speak at Comic Con?" And my fucking brain blew up. Um, because I've never been there before. I've been collecting comics since I was five. I'm 37 now, and I've never had the opportunity to go. I never even thought about it. And I was like, can you do that? And he was like, guy, I can get you passes like tomorrow because apparently he knows the guys from Reed. And, you know, he doesn't name drop, so I name drop for him. I was like, my friend knows all these people. And it's like, it's super exciting. And at first I thought he was full of crap. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll wait or whatever. And then uh, sure enough, he was like, I have a I have your speaker's badge for you. I was like, whoa, this is actually going to happen. So I did panels for three years in a row. Oh, wow. And never dressed up. I just went to go speak on the panels. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. Uh, I got a couple job offers, like one in Alaska. 
Um, Doing what? Teaching. Wow. The guy's like, I love your style. Do you want a job? I said, where? He's like, Alaska. I'm like, no. (laughs) I appreciate it, but I'm not. That's that's a hell of a move. Um, (laughs) Maybe like a guest lecturer type thing. Yeah, I could could go for a trip. I was like, throw me some bills, man. I'll come down. Um, So that was my first con experience. And when you get there, it's kind of larger than like, especially for the first one. You're like, oh my god, like it's so overwhelming. Because I've been to smaller conventions before, but everything kind of pales in comparison to the the behemoth that is New York Comic Con. It's just like, it's it's huge, man. And everyone's like, everyone's serious there. Like, that's like, that's like the big leagues. Like, when you go there, whether you're costume or whatever, you're kind of like all set up. Yeah, it's, I guess I'm, I've always been mixed on it because on the one hand, I don't love the crowds and it can be tough to navigate that convention floor. But at the same time, and Steph and I were talking about this, it's cool to see everybody assembled like that and you really get a sense of the scope of the fandom of yeah. this industry. Like, it is it is cool to see. Yeah. Like, they're your people, right? Like, that's the best part of it. The best part of it is, you. I, like, I might meet somebody like you, and it's really awesome. We can talk shop for, like, hours. Like, uh, I did that with uh, Mike Schelling, who's the director of publicity for DC. He was interviewing Jim Lee, and then he came out, and he was like, because we're friends on Facebook, through Garrett. So, again, name oh, dropping okay. for Garrett. And we just sat there and talked. But now you're doing it with 200,000 other people. Like, you don't really get an opportunity to do that on the day in, day out. Like, my wife doesn't give a shit about comics. I was like, babe, did you see in the new? And she's like, I don't care. Like, she's like, I don't. It's like, none of that stuff bothers me. Um, and I don't care about any of it. But she's super supportive. Um, but it's like, they're your people. And that's why when we were coming up the stairs, I was like, convention uh, depression is a real thing. Like, when you're done, you're like, damn it. Like, when's the next one? Like, I already started planning out when I can go again, because it's such a kind of crazy experience. Yeah. And I would imagine, especially for you, having put as much into the cosplay as you did, it's like when you're done, it's just that sense of like, you know, it's, I guess, relief, but also like, you know, you you want it again. Yeah. Before I went, I was like, it's going to be one and done. I'm going to get a mannequin and put the, the costume up on the mannequin and I'm done with it. And after being there for five minutes, I'm like, I'm going to do this all the time. Once you dress up, for comic-con you don't want to go normal ever again (laughs) you just want to go dressed up all the time so yeah i I really want to get into this so here's the thing with cosplay it's a world and it really is a world unto itself within this hobby and industry and it's one that is, is or i guess was kind of foreign to me and it's it's funny because people always assume especially like my colleagues at work or friends who aren't into comics they always assume that i like dressing up because i like comic books you know, when Halloween rolls around or a convention, it's like, oh, are you dressing up? And it's like, no, like I appreciate the people who do and I love the, the comics and I love the characters, but I, I'm not looking to dress up myself. But it, it is its own world and I've always been really curious about it and so I'm glad that we can get into it. And so, yeah, I mean, we did our own cosplay. Really, I would really say that Steph spearheaded that. Fair to say? I think so. I you mean, we brainstormed, so. <laughs> we brainstormed together. We went through a few different possibilities of... Um, logistics and and looks and, and things like that and what characters we actually wanted to be um, but then I think when it actually when we once we decided then I spearheaded the acquisition certainly of the props and material yeah. I thought you guys look great I was Thanks. like oh my Thank god you. I was like this is gonna be awesome I was like yeah man you guys nailed it like I thought that was really well done and, and it's a great costume that you can tell who it is like you know because Netflix, Netflix shows are huge right now they're so dark and gritty and all the rest of the stuff that kind of the movie industry kind of strays away from they're kind of hitting both yeah but um yeah i was like wow you guys nailed it man you guys did a great job no i it's so funny because so my whole thing was 
I hate to say the path of least resistance, but I was like, how can we cosplay without me wearing going all spandex. out yeah. yeah yeah and so the the my my go-to always is i'm a huge smallville fan and i actually have a replica of the red jacket that that clark wore, wore on the show so i was like okay we can do that but steph wanted to be able to be a costumed character herself and the options coming from smallville what were was a little my other limited. requirement oh that you have powers yes <laughs> i have some sort of powers <laughs> i was like i'm not being lois lane again i'm not i don't know but i mean what are electra's powers well, that she came just, back from the dead well yes <laughs> and just her skills her powers line her skills yeah so we eventually the other i think there was one other serious contender and that was danny rand and colleen wing from the iron fist series all right that would have been okay too <laughs> We talked about that. The, you know, we actually liked Iron Fist. I know it was very so poorly I, received. Yay. You know what? Besides the crappy, besides the the fight scenes, seem slow. did they seem slow to you? Yeah, they did. Because in Defenders, he's kicking all kinds of ass. And the other one, it looks like he's they're telegraphing a lot. Like it seemed like it was a lot of. I know what's coming, but otherwise, I didn't think the show was that bad. Everyone's like, he's whiny. I'm like, he's a rich kid who got stuck in the mountains. Like, what'd you expect them to come back sounding like? He, he thinks he's, or he is this one thing that's all he knows and yeah. shit. And people are like, I'm crapping all over it. I'm like, you gotta give, yeah, damn, settle down. We liked the characters in general. Yes, Danny was at some at points annoying, but, you know, has, has a good heart. I think overall was trying, was on a mission, trying, you know, he was, he's a tortured soul, lost his parents at a young age. Um, so we, we had some kind of connection with the characters. And yes, the fact that the, the racial profiles matched up to us yeah. as individuals <laughs> nice. um, helped. Um, but yeah, I don't know what, I think may, I think maybe the, the hatred towards Iron Fist and the reviews after kind of steered us away from it, um, from pursuing it. It's funny that you mentioned that because somebody, and I'm not hating on anybody, go dressed up as you ever we want, but somebody cosplayed the new 52 Lobo I didn't get a chance to see him, but talk about su- surrounded by hatred. That's the costume you decide. The even even DC put him in a bottle, and they're like, leave that one on the shelf, and that's who you decide to come as. But oh, yeah, wow. so, so so the hate is real. So I'm not familiar with Lobo, the character. I hate to say, that's right. But is that like I'm comparing? It's like is that like coming dressed up as Jar Jar Binks? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's for not being familiar with it. That's a pretty that's pretty goddamn spot on. So yeah. the, the character general. DC character, alien bounty hunter, traditionally a Superman villain, though he's had his dealings with yeah. the DC universe as a whole. Um, I actually need a little bit of, of explanation on the New 52 version, because I sat out a lot of that. I didn't pick up, they, so, for whatever reason, and I threw it in the fire in 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 celebration, they sent me the New 52 issue number one of Lobo, and I immediately got on with, like, Mike, and I was like, how fucking dare you? And he knew it was a joke or whatever, so it was fine. But, um... When when Ken Rockefort, who's one of my favorite artists, period, that guy to me can do no wrong, he set up a couple different versions of what Lobo should look like. And they said, no, we want to make him sleeker, right? Because they're trying to reach out to who they, they thought that was going to make a difference. And um, they created this real twilight looking fucking sparkly, like I was like, what? is that like he's drinking like a martini with like his pinky out like they they took the character and th- like they took the 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 mock tongue-in-cheek machismo you know after the wolverine they're like we're gonna do this and we're gonna kind of set this up this way and created like a like a like this twinkish sexy and i was like what the fuck and people were like who is that i'm like that's lobo 
Um, and it ran for, I don't know, maybe 20 issues. I don't, I don't know. My memory doesn't work like that. Um, and the last time you saw him was in a, a Green Lantern comic where uh, they're breaking all these things that this person collected and the new Lobo was in one of the glasses and one of the characters was like, leave that one on the shelf. And I was like, nice, nicely done. Nice. Yeah, no, he was not well received at all. Yeah, interesting. So anyway, so that was how we ultimately landed on Matt and Electra. I want to talk about, Justin, how you how you arrived at Lobo. Oh, uh, well, I guess even before we get to that. So like I said, I'm not a huge costume guy. Are you someone who enjoys dressing up for nope. Halloween and stuff like that? I've no? never thought about cosplay. I don't, I, I, now I dress up at Halloween for my kid because I'm not going to have him run. Like I'm one of those dads that wants to be involved. So I'm just like, I want to go, like, if he's going to be a dragon, I'll be something. I'll be a dragon slayer. Like, you know, you want to be something with your kid and you pull him around in a little cart or whatever. Um, Never dressed up, never really really big Halloween guy. I LARP, which immediately puts me in a category of super nerd. Live action role play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was tough. I didn't tell anybody about that for like 12 years because I didn't hang around with the type of people that would be um accepting of something like that so like you know i was a hardcore kid back in the day so instead of going to shows on the weekend i'm like i gotta go camping with my dad i don't really want to go <laughs> meanwhile i'm running around the fucking woods like an evil priest or whatever i mean I, I hate to say it but really my frame of reference for larping is role models is role right models. yeah yeah it, it's it's just as bad it's like you go there and you think you're somebody and it's fun for the weekend like and i met a lot of my current actually the the woman who made Half of my costume and spent three hours doing my makeup was somebody that I met at a LARP. It's Garrett's wife, Padma, and she was like, I'll do the makeup for you. And Jenny was like, yeah, yeah good, because I'm not doing it. Like, my wife was like, whatever, man. If someone else wants to do that for you, that's awesome. She offered the help, but, like, you guys have the connection. You want to go kind of LARP? Uh, um, you want to go dress <laughs> up together? My wife was like, she was toying with the idea of getting dressed up. She was going to do the the bombshell Power Girl. Okay. With the the updo, like the real 1950s look. And she was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I said, great. And a week later, she completely forgot about it. And she Aww. was like, yeah, I don't want to do that shit anymore. And she, she's that, that's not her thing. Like, it's my thing. It's not her thing. Right. So, um, yeah, but no, I've never, I'm not a dress up dude. Like, I don't do stuff like that. And I was like, this is it. This is one and done. I'm going to shoot for the stars. And however it looks is how it's going to look. But I was 267 pounds a year and a month ago and before anybody look i know you got listeners that's awesome and i'm not trying to shit on anybody but i was not going to be fat lobo like i'm not i'm not i'm not hating on people who want to go play whoever you want doesn't matter what you look like if you want to do it go do it love you for it that's awesome i was not going to do it so i was like i got to get in shape so is that what motivated the cosplay yep Interesting. I showed up at a gym. They're like, what's your goal? I'm like, to play Lobo. And they're like, I don't fucking know what that (laughs) means. Um, And I was like, here's the character. Here's what they look like. Here's what I'm going to do. I got in shape for New York Comic Con as 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 lame as that sounds yeah no it's cool and i you know i mean i followed your progress because i know you, you know you posted all your workout photos and videos and i was like yeah, i'm this that is, guy <laughs> yeah but i'm like this is really inspiring it's like i mean i work out on a regular basis but i can tell you you, you, you don't look like a nerd you got arms guy i'm sitting across <laughs> from you you're going to the gym like there, there's not anyone who's listening he's not like the nerd with like the button-up shit like he's not that guy he goes to the gym i see veins <laughs> But, you know, it's hard to find the motivation sometimes, or a lot of times, honestly. Right. And I was thinking about this after, after seeing what you did and, and going there, and I was like, that might be, 
for a year, like to just have that end goal and have that motivation and know like, cause there, you know, plenty of times where I, I don't go, but I feel like that would make me go. It was, it stopped me from eating food at nine o'clock at night. Cause I got, uh, a really good, uh, nutrition coach. I have two nutrition coaches. Um, my wife was like, join this thing called stronger you. And my coach, uh, Anthony Bainbridge is like, just, just a giant Canadian dude. Like he's huge. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, and I sent him my my goal, and I was like, um, I want to look like this guy. And he was like, let's hook it up. So we went on a, a build, and then we went on a cut, and he was like, I'm going to do it for you. So there was a bunch of people who had their hands in this. It wasn't just me, unfortunately, because I don't know shit about nutrition. Like, I eat food. But what stopped me at 9 o'clock at night from eating was like, I got to look like Lobo. And from the other room, my wife's like, Lobo. And I was like, fuck. I'm not going to eat these donuts. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's really cool. So did you consider other characters or once nope. you decided you wanted to do this, it was always going to be Lobo? It was, it was all Lobo all day. How, how come? Just was always uh, a, a fun book to read. And I was always a big Simon Bisley fan and um, a Keith Geffen fan. And it was just like, these are the dude, like it, all his books, they didn't follow a continuity like we're trying to save the world. It was always like I'm trying to kill my grammar school teacher. Like it was just fun, you know. It was just fun, fun books. And I was like, that's who I'm gonna be. And um, even now, after the experience, I'm like, I'm not gonna do another character. Like I'm not. Like uh, my friends, like, why don't you be a different person for like a weekend when you go to a comic con? I'm like, no, I'll be different Lobos. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a cos like. The the cosplay community was really dope. Like they're really nice. I imagine there's crappy clicks because there's crappy clicks in everything. Right. Um, but they were all really nice, took a lot of pictures and stuff like that. But I'm not like a cosplayer. Like it's it's enjoy I mean, I guess I am one now, but I'm not like next week I'm gonna be this. And at this con I'm gonna be this. Like it's gonna be Lobo. Like I'm gonna tire people out because I'm gonna show up with the same costume kind of all the time because of the reception that I got, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I want to get into that. So, all right, so a year and a month ago, you make the decision that you're going to cosplay. I was a big as fat Lobo. dude. Yep, and I'm. And that was I made that was your decision. motivation. <laughs> so you're going to do that, and so I mean, I guess if you could take me through the process a little bit, like what what were those initial steps? So meeting with the trainer and nutritionist. So I joined a a a CrossFit gym, and um, uh, I I shit on CrossFit for like a while because I was like, it's a it's a it's a cult. Um, but I was like, I want to lose the LBs and I want to, and you need a certain look. At least I thought you need a certain look. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm going to play out of what my body shape looks like. And I was like, so I'm going to join two gyms. So I went to a regular gym during the day for body lifting stuff for, for, for body, um, building stuff. And then at night I was going to go to the CrossFit gym, burn those LBs, get kind of a workout in. And it was every day, twice or three times a day. Because I was like, I got to lose like 100 pounds by next year. And it was brutal. It's like a gallon of water every day. It's scanning all of your food. Like I got this MyFitnessPal app and you have to scan in and weigh all your food. And my nutritionist was like, this is what you got to do. If you want to hit that goal, this is what you got to do. Because the costume I didn't take care of because I'm not creative. I can't make – they're bending – uh, costume stuff and it's made out of whatever it's made out of but I was like I'm not that creative I wish I was but I'm not so I was like I'm going to commission out the costume 
all I have to do is take care of the look. Major the body. Look was, yeah. The re- yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all I was going to take care of. The costume got commissioned out to three different people. Um, uh, the one girl's name is Tegan. She goes under Saya Kot Cosplay. I said, I need knee pads, a hook, and a space cannon. Can you do these things? She's like, yep. She gave me the price. And I was first, I was like, Whew. because the, 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 the shit ain't cheap. Like, if you want it to look good, it's not going to. Like my wife's a tattooer. If you want a cheap tattoo, it's going to look like shit. Uh, If you want it good, it's going to cost some money. So when she told me what the price was, I was like, ooh, all right, let's do it. Because I figured this was going to kind of be my one and done. And then uh, Padma Fuller stitched the back of the jacket. I had to order out the, the, the patch from China, which was another like 200 bucks, man. It was brutal. I was like, wow, for a patch? What are you kidding? So they sent it out. Uh, came in perfect, and then um, Padma Fuller's a, a, a seamstress. She used to sew stuff for the SCA, so she makes like big, like she makes the costumes for uh, Assassin's Creed, for like EA or whatever. Like she does all that stuff. So I was like, I feel like I'm kind of blowing out your talents because all I'm asking you to do is do like a little something on the back of my jacket. She was like, whatever, because I'm friends with her. So she said that's fine. She did all my makeup, um, and then uh, Ralph from cake boss the show cake boss he makes uh like leather um holsters and like fake guns and i've known ralph because ralph's a larper or at least was a larper before um he became ralph cake boss guy which he's he's such a genuine dude he's like our friend gavin they're so genuine you think they're full of shit (laughs) until they prove that they're not full of shit and they're really nice dudes and he's like i'll make you a side a side piece with like a leg holster so all of the the costume elements went out to different people and they all started coming in at the same time and i was like holy shit like this is actually gonna happen like this is a big deal and then i started to get nervous i don't know if you guys got nervous before you went and you got dressed up but i was like oh my god like what are people gonna think like that's always what i'm concerned about yeah and it was just putting it all together and then we did the makeup test and i was like oh man this looks really good it was a three hour process I mean, I'm heavily tattooed. My armpits are tattooed. Um, the back of my head is tattooed. So it was putting together, it was getting dermablend or derma, derma coil, I think it's called, which is kind of like a gel. And it goes on, it covers all the tattoos first. Then you have to wait for that to dry. Then you have to put on the white. And then it's like with a roller, she with a paint roller, she, she had to put you. it on. Yeah, yeah, she essentially painted me. Um, and that was three... Three and a half hours, three layers a piece. I imagine some people could do it faster, but, you know, I was new to it, so I was like, whatever, roll me. Like, let's see what happens. Um, but it was it was a process, man. Yeah, that's involved. I mean, well, when you hear about actors, you know, in the makeup chair, mm-hmm. you know, for a movie or whatever, I mean, that's what it's like. And then you did this whole process each day you went to Comic-Con? Yeah, and I only went two days. And I love, so shout out to my friend Sean, who got married. He got married on the Saturday of Comic-Con. And let me tell you something. That was us last year. If I didn't love him the way I'd like a dude loves another dude, I would not have went to his wedding. I would have been like, sorry, guy, I'm out. I can't, I can't do it. Cause I really wanted to go Saturday and Sunday. But um, but my friend Sean is a, a really good friend of mine. We we've been through a lot of stuff. So I was like, the only person I would not go to Comic-Con on a Saturday, the big day would be would be Sean. So I didn't end up going know, on Saturday. That was literally us a year ago. And I really? felt especially bad because a lot of the people who we invited to the wedding are people I know through the comic shop. So they are Comic-Con goers. Yeah. 
So shout out to the guys who went to Comic-Con that Saturday morning and made it on time to our <laughs> wedding ceremony. <laughs> yeah. In Jersey. That's tough, man. It's a tough sell. I it's know. a tough sell, especially during like the big, like that's the big one, right? Like you want to go and you, like everyone wants to go to the Super Bowl of, of, of conventions, which is what I understand that New York has become. Like when people talk about San Diego, they're like, that's like Hollywood con. Yeah. Like they just want stars to go there. Um, but New York Comic Con is just like that's that's the one that's the epicenter. So everyone kind of want to go to that and make a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah. So Saturday I didn't go. So you enlisted your team. Yeah. For the costume, the accessories, the makeup. If you don't mind me asking, I mean, how much did this end up running you? Um, Ballpark. Oh, man, between like fake cigars from Amazon and dolphin stickers. I gave out dolphin stickers because Lobo's a big fan of dolphins. And I got little buttons made that said, bite me fanboy on them. We're talking somewhere in the range of 2500 bucks. Wow. And the Lobo costume is jeans, guy. Like I'm in a Canadian tuxedo. Like it's not that <laughs> big of a deal. But the the the... Sayakot Cosplay, the girl Tegan, gave me a really good deal, and I refer people to her all the time. She's And she stayed with me every step of the way, and I think if you're, gun, I think if you're going to go to someone to make your stuff, it's got to be someone that you can trust with your, your stuff. Like, you want to be able to bother them all the time, and she was totally open to the process. She was like, whatever, bother me whenever you want, but uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Like after her, I was like, that's it. And then I'm like, oh, I got to buy a vest. Oh, I got to buy a holster. I got to buy fake cigars. I got to buy all the makeup. It was just, it was, it started to stack up really fast. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's really its own industry. It's not like you say, oh, I want to be Lobo when you just go to the no. corner store and you buy a Lobo costume. I mean, there's so much that's involved in making these costumes. It's really incredible. And I really... We went to East Coast Comic Con probably close to two years ago at this point, and I had a table there for the podcast, and I was kind of near the cosplay section, and I was walking by these cosplayers, and I looked up a few of them on, on Instagram, and I'm seeing tens of thousands of followers, and yeah. I, I just, it hadn't, I hadn't realized the extent of this world. It's really incredible. I didn't know how big it was. I knew that there was a couple big names in cosplay, but I was like... I don't know, like stuff like that just doesn't resonate with me. Like it didn't resonate with me before. And then I was like, wow, this is an industry. Like people get paid to go and dress up as these characters. Like, again, I'm, I was totally ignorant to that process. So when I started seeing like, I got paid to go to Comic-Con this year. I'm like, can I get paid to go to Comic-Con? Cause I would love to quit my job and just go dressed up as Lobo everywhere. That'd be kind of awesome. You could do uh, birthday parties and oh get paid God. for it. Uh, speaking of which, kids, like 9, 10, 11-year-olds are like, that's Lobo. I'm like, listen, how did you know? Because the Lobo that I look like, well, Injustice, the video game, I imagine, helps out a lot. The cartoons, uh, too. The Superman and Justice League yeah, cartoons. I mean, yeah. they're a little old at this point for a little kid, but. I didn't even think about that. Like, I only thought about the comic and the fact that there's a video game. But when kids, it's a real Mickey Mouse moment. And it's 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 really surreal. Because as I'm walking, I was nervous as shit. Like, I'm walking through the car. I'm like, is my costume good enough? Because that was my big concern. Because I don't want, like, look, there's 40,000 Deadpools that show up to New York Comic Con. And they're all in, like, the Party City outfit. And if that's what you can afford awesome good for you like i'm not shitting on it but 
I wasn't going to do that. Like I wanted to kind of step it up a notch because there's there's another guy who did a Lobo that was really good. And there's a bunch of Lobos that were like, eh, it's all right. But I wanted to do a little bit more. And I didn't want to be that guy. So it was an insane moment when you walk through the crowd and people are like, Lobo. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I got to take <laughs> pictures. The first person that took a picture of me was a priest. Like collar everything wow. at the at the at the Weehawk and ferries. Like, can I get a picture? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. But it, it was it was surreal. It was like you feel like Mickey Mouse. People yeah. want pictures with you. They don't care about who you are. They care about the character who you're portraying. I don't know if you guys had that going on on Sunday. Yeah, like it was so crazy because so when we got there, I said to Steph, I'm like, you know, people might ask to take our photo, mate. Like, but I was like, I was like, uh, I wasn't out it, on it. like. <laughs> Because I was picturing a whole lot of people dressed like you. I mean, that caliber of costuming. So I was like, oh, no one's going to want to take our picture. Like we're oh, they do. just wearing black jeans and a suit, you know. But, well, so, yeah. but at, you know, within minutes of walking the hall. So, yeah, what went into the Electra cosplay? So black jeans. I could have worn pants that were more snazzy, let's say. But I wanted to keep it more authentic. And in the Netflix show, she's wearing black jeans. Um, and then it was actually a dance top that's a black vest type shirt and then a red turtleneck. And I tried to get my hair as close as possible and my makeup as close as possible to what she had done in, on the uh, show. Because that's one of my hobbies is just is makeup and hair in general. Yeah, she is so. quite the hair and makeup artist. She's done it for friends' yeah. weddings and stuff like that. So, so that was a fun part. So, and then ordering the size. Um, so that, that was the key. I think that, that some people, like some people looked at me and they're like, oh, okay, you have the side, you are cosplaying. Like I wanted That's to make sure that. That's the first thing I peeped when I came in. I was like, they're over there. <laughs> yep. I saw those before. <laughs> exactly. And then, so I wore a gray suit, white shirt, black tie, and I didn't shave. So I had some scruff going on. And then the really probably the most important pieces, those red glasses and the walking yep. stick. And we were talking about this. There's such simple elements on their own. But when you put them all together, it's Matt Murdock. And it's funny because it's like, I, other than the fact that we're both white and have dark hair, it's like Charlie Cox <laughs> and I scruffy. don't. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I really bear a resemblance People to People don't him. even care. They don't yeah. even care. And so we were blown. Like, I really couldn't believe it. We got stopped. Not as much as you did, but like, but we got stopped a decent amount. And, and even if people didn't ask for a photo, it was like, hey, Matt, hey, Matt. And same thing, like Steph had to keep telling me like, oh, they were calling to you because it's like, I, I don't answer to Matt. So I didn't even <laughs> yeah. register. It was... That's when people started yelling Lobo, I was like, this is super overwhelming. Like there's yeah. people who are like, yo, like someone took a picture with their kids and then the wife was like, get in there because you're going to fanboy out. And the guy and the father, he's like 40 something years old, came next to me. He's like, you're my favorite character. I'm like, I'm just a teacher <laughs> from Newark. Like I'm not anyone's favorite character. But the 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 higher you do the caliber of the costume – People are just like, you're my hero. Like, it means something to them. And that's when I started realizing, I'm like, you don't really cosplay for you. Like, you do because it's you. And But you do it so other people are like, this is awesome. Yeah, I feel like you get to a point where it's not a guy in a costume. You are embodying it's the character the Mouse for factor. these people. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. bringing this character to life in yep. a way that's different than... Again, just uh, an off-the-rack costume. Yeah, yeah. And the father leaned up. He's like, you're my favorite character. I'm like, that was a little creepy, but kind of <laughs> awesome at the same time because that's what you put in all the work for. You put in all the work so someone was like, this is perfect. You did a great job. Like like Frank Cho, 
who is my, one of my top three artists of all time. I leaned over at his table and he's like, you're the best Lobo I've ever seen. I'm like, let's talk about how I'm going to shit my pants because Frank <laughs> Cho just told me I was the best Lobo he's ever seen. Um, and I took a picture with him. Um, I bought one of his prints, but I was like, that's if I was just dressed as me, he wouldn't have gave a crap. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just a consumer. I'm there to buy something. But, you know, it's someone that he's drawn. It's someone that he's seen. It's, 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 it's just, it's surreal, man. It's surreal. Yeah. It's a great icebreaker too. Cause I was running a Kickstarter campaign at the time and I had postcards with me and people would say, Hey, can I take a photo? And we did that. And then I was like, Oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm doing this, and I felt like I had I had earned enough goodwill with right. them where it wasn't. You got the, some cloud in there. Yeah, now you can, yeah, you exactly. can throw them the the card. Yeah, exactly. So it was, I mean, a great icebreaker. It was the only thing that was weird about it. I felt like because going in, I kind of felt like I had half-assed the cosplay. Again, it was a suit, the glasses, and a stick. It's like, but I that's really, what it is. That's all it is. That's it's what it true. is. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like I, maybe I've been overthinking other things. It's like, this was so simple and it got such a great response. It was just, it was a funny thing. But you know what? I saw a guy there with with the, the show quality outfit. Um, but like, I, again, if that, oh my God, people are so um, sensitive nowadays. I don't want to upset anybody. But like homeboy didn't have it like tucked in. Like it didn't look, he bought the outfit like the the show quality outfit but it didn't look like it because it was kind of just all disheveled hmm. and he was upset like he was looking at me like why are they taking pictures with him i was like i don't know like so you can buy all the quality stuff but if you don't look like you're put together people aren't going to want to get pictures with you like it's it's a weird like again i know nothing about the cosplay community i wish i knew more i know there's like stars of cosplay or whatever it is but um people gravitate to people who put in a lot of time and effort to the costume and you're like well i was just put on a gray suit yeah but the gray suit is iconic for that character that's what they know yeah true. so so people are going to look at you and be like he put time and effort into that that's what they want like it, it just seems like people want to take pictures with things that they know and they know what that great that gray suit looks like and the red glasses, which are like the look, you know. Yeah, it's true. What were what was your your take on being stopped for photos? Did you enjoy it? Um, yes, I was not recognized as often as you were, um, but that's okay. <laughs> um, sometimes it was because you were walking ahead of me, or you know, that's okay. Um, but it was fun to take pictures with with people um yeah people who were saying like oh that's a, you know it's a great costume or it's on point or someone said to you you're killing it i mean very emphatically um so a few was, people asked if i would represent them yes they needed legal help <laughs> jokes on them i'm actually a lawyer i could <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you handed out cards man be like well actually yes i can and pass we were, it over we were standing in line um waiting to see see an artist and Another Matt Murdock, but dressed in the all black outfit from the show, came. I saw him approaching and kind of smirking a little bit. And he bumps into Anthony intentionally and says, Oh, excuse me, is this the line? I can't see. And Anthony's like, Ugh. And then he turns around. He's like, Oh, oh okay. And then we took pictures. And, and yeah, for a moment, that. I'm like, Is this going to be a thing here? Like, well, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. The other players were really fun. Like, I got stopped by someone in a Christian Bale Batman outfit, and he was like, I got to get a picture with you, guy. And he's like, that's pretty awesome. So I got a picture with him. 
um, it's 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 I was concerned because my 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 gripe is always like, is it like the kind of community that's really shitty? Like that's always what I got going on. Like if you're new, are they like you don't like you don't belong here? You can't sit with us like that kind of thing, right? But it's less about the community and more about the people that are taking the pictures. Like that's what I realized. Like the costume aside, when the when the twelve year when the eleven and twelve year old Batman and Joker was like Lobo, can we get a picture? I'm like, you can get whatever you want, man. Like this is awesome. Um, just getting stopped. It's like you are a superhero for a day. Like that's why you go. You're a superhero for a day. And I don't know if the rest of the cosplay community feels like that, but for me, it was just like, yo, like I'm never going to go to another convention as me ever again. Yeah, I'd be interested to talk to other cosplayers about that because I know for a lot of them, and you were hitting on this before, I mean, this is their livelihood. It's their job. Yeah. You know, so I wonder, I mean, I I would hope that they still at least get some kind of charge out of being the character, but, you know, they, I guess, have a different mission when they're there. It's a different objective. I hope not, right? Because the idea is if they get paid to be there, I hope they hit it with the same amount of this is awesome for other people and not for me. Like, again, and that's just speaking for me. Like, I would love for them to be like, nope, it's all about other people. Because when, again, when people stop you, they're not stopping you because they give a crap about you. They give a crap about the the, the character that you're being. And it's just, it's a great way to connect to to everybody. Like, it's really weird. So if you're there for you, I think you're kind of missing the the point. Like, it's 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 cool for you because you're in all these pictures. And I like I said, I scoured Instagram. I was like, I wonder if anyone liked my stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it, when people want to be pictured with you, it's, it's strange, especially because, like I said, I'm just a teacher from Nork. So when people are like, can I get a picture? I'm like, yeah, you can. Like, it got, it got really exciting. Do you have, can you, do you have any estimate of how many photos you took? Dude, I took at least, so I bought 50 buttons from my friend Matt at, uh, Unmasked Collectibles in Milburn. He does, uh shirts and he does collectibles and he does all stuff like that and he was like i can make you buttons you want buttons i said yeah it's like how many do you want to make i was like 50 what an asshole like that was like the lowest number i could possibly give him he made me like two inch band buttons and i was like give me 50 because i have a thousand dolphin stickers that i was going to hand out to i was like i probably won't go through 50 i went through 50 pins 50 buttons in 20 minutes and then before I knew it, I was like, we're done? They're like, you got no pins left, guy. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so I can't even estimate how many people I took a picture with. But afterwards, the amount of times I found myself in other people's photos was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah, I found myself in a bunch of different photos. Yeah. yeah it was It was crazy. Yeah, That's I mean, you've had quite the experience. I mean, I know you talked about meeting Frank Cho. You met Jim Lee. I met Jim. Yeah, so I, take a, I, so I took a picture with Jim Lee, which that experience was was awesome. So I'm talking to Mike Schelling, and we're just talking about um, uh, Justice League Metal, which is like the new push that they got going on now, right now. And we're just fanboying out, and Jim Lee comes out of the back. And I met Jim before because I have a, a Magneto done by Jim Lee tattooed on the back of my head. And he comes out and he was like, and Mike was like, you want to take a picture with Lobo? He's like, yeah. 
And he takes a picture with me and like two other dudes are standing around. It's like, can we get a picture of Jim's? Like, no, I can't. I got stuff to do. And like he walks away. And that's not saying Jim's a bad dude. Like Jim's a really sweet dude. But, you know, Jim's busy. Like I think he jumped on a plane right after Comic-Con and went to like Germany right afterwards. But um, yeah, it's weird because I'm like, I just took a picture with fucking Jim Lee. Like this is a big deal. Like Jim Lee, I, I've been following Jim Lee forever. So it's just like if I wasn't dressed like Lobo, probably wouldn't have got that picture yeah was there anyone else you met that was especially notable well ed mcginnis was like that's the best lobo i've ever seen and i was like i'm sorry can we back up for a second because you're ed mcginnis and you just told me i was the best lobo you ever saw like yeah another big uh comic book artist he did a run on superman in the yeah. early to mid 2000s that one of my favorites yeah so when he's like i was like i'm sorry let's 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 rewind this real quick like it, it was surreal because, again, if you're just a face in the crowd getting stuff signed, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, you're a fan, and it's really cool that you're a fan. But when they recognize you as one of the best they've ever seen of whatever, you're just like, holy shit. Like, Ed McGinnis just told me I was the best Lobo he's ever seen. Like, that's pretty big deal. I feel like it like it shifts the dynamic a bit. Because, like you said, it's there's a big difference between going up as a fan and being, oh, I really like your work, and having them come to you and say something like that. Well, I that's mean, what happened. Such a shift, yeah. I passed by Ed McGinnis's table. He's like, it's the best Lobo I've ever seen. I was like, I'm not even in line, guy. Like, this is this is pretty awesome. Um, and I and I said thank you. And he took a picture with one of his handlers. And I was like, I didn't even take a picture. I was like, what am I thinking? Like, I should have took a picture. Um, but I got stopped a lot up and down Artist Alley. Were there any kids in particular who were scared or intimidated by the Lobo costume? Because Lobo's, Lobo's an intimidating character. There was a... N nobody. There was a girl dressed up as a Negan Joker um, mashup, which she was awesome. That she just wanted to be involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really... I, if I... If I had my phone open, I would give a shout out to the dad because the dad was super awesome. But uh, she came right over and posed. I was like, yo, that's that's parent of the year right there. Like she came right over. To, no one was afraid. They all either knew who the character was or couldn't wait to take a picture, which, like I said, was like a moment where you're like, that's that's awesome. Like it really does give you a sense of like, I did this right. Yeah, I did this right. No, I mean, it's I mean, it's great to hear you talk about it. And I hear the excitement. And again, like we got our little taste of it. And so I can only imagine what it was like for you, you know, for those two days to, to get those reactions. Yeah. Um, it's funny, ahead of time, we had not planned how we were going to pose and smile or not smile. And that was a quick on the spot decision where we were like, like, and we played it serious in almost every photo, except one with kids, I think, where we smiled. Yeah, but like, for everything, smile. <laughs> we like, we played it really straight. We were really trying to be in character. I didn't understand it. That was a point of contention until a friend was like, do you have your poses down? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What do you mean do I have my poses down? Did you guys plan poses no. before you went? No. I did. Apparently that's a big deal. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I did. I only speak for myself. <laughs> but I it makes not. sense because in her, she, I was wearing her fighting outfit and Matt Murdock was wearing his, his suit. So he wasn't necessarily daredevil and ready to fight in that moment. So it made sense. That I just stood there and didn't smile. That was, that was my pose. But it was funny. Like we had, again, we had only even considered the possibility that someone might want to take our photo. Like we didn't even get to the point of... And it jumps up on you real fast. Yeah. And yeah. that first photo, I think I even said to you, are we smiling or not smiling? Like <laughs> all of a sudden I realized it's like, and again, going back to inhabiting the character, yeah. you know, so, so what did you end up 
My friend Scott Benson was like, did you plan poses? I was like, am I supposed to plan poses? Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't. And I was like, do I? And he was like, yeah, I would. And he went as Captain America the one day with a phenomenal outfit. They 3D printed the helmet, and he looked great. And then the second day, he went as uh, the yellow um, the yellow suit Wolverine. He looked great. He did a great job. And um, he was like, you got to plan poses. I was like, maybe I should have like three or four poses. So I did. I used the same three, three or four poses based on the audience. So the middle finger, which is huge in the Lobo universe, or at least the way he is, only went to people who were like 21 and over. But right. with little kids, it was just with the hook or whatever. Yeah, yeah but I realized the importance of poses real fast. Yeah. Real fast, definitely. I know. It's funny. It sneaks up on you because you put so much into everything yeah. else. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, I got to do this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so when people started taking pictures of me, the first person who took the second person who took a picture, the first one was a priest. The second one who took a picture of me was like, Lobo must have took his medication today because he's not crazy. I was like, oh, you need to crazy it up. Like I listened to that dude. I was like, all right, let's let's step it up a notch. But people want to take pictures of the character. Like it's like it's like I can't say it enough. They don't give a shit about you. Like they don't care about the person behind the glasses, the person behind the makeup. They want their embodiment of what they think the character is going to be like. So I was like, I gotta, I, I gotta step it up a notch. Like I felt obligated to be more of the character than I thought I was going to be. Cause I thought people just want to take a picture with the makeup. They don't, they want the character. Did you do a voice? Yeah. Yeah. I gruffed it up a little bit. And then in one of the interviews, I said the main man needed a drink because the dude is, is so, a colleague of mine from school, which was kind of super embarrassing, she's like, did you drink the whole time? Because every time I was pictured, I had a drink saw, in my hand. Yeah. I was like, I was like, no, I bought like one drink and then nursed it the entire time because Lobo would be there with a drink. So you kind of uh, pilot and pivot as you go. You're like, no, I need a drink. Like I need a drink in my hand at all times because that's what Lobo would do. He would have a drink. So you start to change stuff as you go. It's super bizarre. Speaking of reactions specifically from people at work, uh, so how many of them knew that you were doing this? I guess how many knew ahead of time and then how many have seen the photos and everything after? So my entire administration team knew because my one administration, uh, Shakira, she was a follower for one of my old schools and she knew I was going and she was like, that's fine, just go, have a good time. Before I left on Thursday, before I left on Wednesday, she was like, have a great time. She's such a, a, a warm person. Um but nobody saw any pictures. I, like, I can't, I just can't do it because they're all shirtless because I wasn't, because like I said, I put in all this work. I might as well um, do it. And um, it was, it was, it was people want to see, but you're like, I don't know if I can give that much to you. Like, that's going to have to stay on my end of things, not necessarily your end of things. Are people understanding of that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they know because I go every, like I make a big deal out of, I make a bigger deal out of it than they do because they're like, guy, we know you go every year. It's fine. You take two days off a year and it's to go to Comic-Con. Um, and I was like, it's got to look, it's got to look a certain way. So I'm going to look a certain way. And they, they, like the adults I showed pictures to, the kids knew I was going to like, can we see pictures? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, you cannot see any pictures. No way. Yeah, I mean, look, if they really wanted to, I don't think they'd have to work too hard. I mean, you you know, you were all over the place. Were you? Yeah. Did you find yourself on comic book news sites? And so, stuff like that? I can't believe I did it. I was I was that guy. You the googled next yourself? Day. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Listen, I did. I you're, googled uh, myself. You're not alone. 
<laughs> and I found this other guy. Um, I forgot his Instagram name. He does a great Lobo. Um, I found him more than anything else. But then as the day started to go, I started to find me more. And me with like artists that I don't know because when I read comics, I know names. I don't Google faces. Like I don't have the memory right. for stuff like that. Like I knew Ken Rockefort's name. I never knew what he looked like. So apparently I took a per- a uh, a picture of the person who's got like 91,000 followers. And I'm like, you're an artist. I know your name, never knew your face. So afterwards I was like, holy shit, I took a picture with this person. And you'd never know because they want to take a picture with you. You don't want to take a picture with them, which was, which was really weird. Yeah. Which is really weird. So speaking of reaction, so your wife was with you. She was. Both days? She was with me on Friday. Oh. Uh, Thursday, Thursday. She was with me on Thursday. So I said to Steph ahead of time, I'm like, Justin's wife probably heard the words Lobo, Cosplay, and Con about as much as Steph has heard the words Kickstarter, uh, Documentary, and Podcast. Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She uh, she got the line, um, babe, when I do my Lobo, Cosplay, dot, 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 probably a thousand times <laughs> to the point where she's like, babe, I'm sick of hearing about cosplay and I'm sick of hearing about Lobo. My wife is amazingly uh, supportive, but she's not in that industry. She doesn't give a shit what the costume looks like. She helped with the makeup, but ultimately my wife is a lifter. She's a tattooer and she's a roller derby chick. Like that's, those are the things that she's care about, but she's, but, but the love is there. So she was like, I know you want to do a really good job doing this costume. So I'm going to go with you on Thursday. And then she had to work Thursday and Friday. And she was a super good sport. She hated stopping every five feet. You can kind of see it in her face, but she held it together like the wife. And she was like, whatever, I'm going to stop for him because I know he's worked really hard for, for a year and a month for this. So uh, shout out to my wife, man, because like you guys went as a couple, mm-hmm. which I imagine is dope. Like she wanted to do um, the pinup Power Girl, which would have been a great costume, but she just fell out of it. Like it's not her thing, and I don't want to force my thing right, on right. her. Like that's the last thing you want to do because then it's awkward and stuff like right, that. Right, she but, has to be excited about it. So right, and really she just enjoy. wasn't like she was excited about going, being around all those people, but she wasn't excited about the cosplay as much like, listen was she was excited made. to go and be around all those people that's all no because i was <laughs> gonna say yeah i mean it takes a lot you have to muster a lot of energy just to survive the convention yeah. let alone dress up yeah. i mean it's not a small undertaking and the first time she went she, we were both undressed because i was like I'm, I'm not going dressed like i can't do that she was five months pregnant with my son and she was in the christian louboutins that i bought her which were fucking that's a completely different story jesus christ like they looked at me when i walked in like you don't deserve to be here i'm like watch me drop some money (laughs) and then i dropped all that money i was like oh my god that's a lot of money um she was in christian louboutins like these huge spiked heels and she was like five months pregnant and she held it down man because she knew i wanted to go so she she is super supportive of all my crap she doesn't have to be but like uh it's 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 pretty amazing to have someone that's like I'm not into your stuff, but I will go to your stuff. Like that's a good find. Like it's not like someone who's like, oh yeah, I'm into it, so I'm going to go with you. This is someone's like, I don't give a shit about what you play, and she showed up anyway, which is a big deal. 
No, that's awesome. Did I mean, did she catch the bug at all? Like seeing what, what you experienced? Was she like, maybe I would do it next year or is she still she not, hasn't not even into mentioned it? it. Yeah. Hasn't even mentioned it. To her, it's like whatever that's your thing. Yeah, which is surprising because you figure when you get someone around that much attention, you'd want to do it. She's just not. She's just not that person. She's like, whatever, man. She's like, got dressed up. I didn't get dressed up. It's fine. But uh, um, now I just want to go dressed up to everything. Like, did you guys have that going on? Like, do you want to dress up more? Like, do you want to dress up to more Comic-Cons now? Part of it, like my initial definitely reaction is like, well, I want to use the costume again because there were things I did make several purchases. I'm like, you know, just to wear it once. Like, even if it's for halloween or around halloween time using it or another convention so there's definitely that factor of like i want to use this again and not have it just be a one and done thing but then there is also another part of me that's like yeah i want to do something bigger next year or next time you know sooner than next year but yeah yeah i mean i how do i say this i don't have a small ego so that that boost that i got <laughs> of people's reactions like that definitely resonated with me and i i I feel like I caught the bug at least a little bit where I'm like, I kind of want to chase this. So now, are you going to go, like, are you going to stay with the suit or are you going to step it up a notch? Because that's what I want to know. Because you guys are 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 really nice with asking me questions, but now I get to fire back. Like, now <laughs> I want to know how that experience grabbed you. Like, what are you going to plan for, for next time? Like, let's talk real for a second. Like, yeah. let's let's go. I mean, I don't, I feel like I would do something more involved. I mean, this, like I said, this was relatively easy. Suit, glasses, and right. stick, and I was good to go. So I would be open to doing something more involved. I guess my thing is I still don't want, because Superman's my favorite character. And right. you know, we saw plenty of, you know, Superman cosplayers sure. running around. And, and Spider-Mans. Like, yeah. No disrespect. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like I don't need to wear like the full spandex costume. Like I liked, again, my initial idea of, of Clark from Smallville, the Matt Murdock, the civilian version of the character. I like the idea of taking a little bit of a different angle than the traditional view that people think of when they think of Superman or Daredevil. Right. So what form that would take, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know. I haven't given it a ton of thought, but I, I mean, would be open to doing more. I and saw, we have already started to discuss it. Like, what else can we do? Right? It, like, it attaches to you because I saw a Red Sun Superman who hoisted a Spider-Man over his head, and I was like, Red Sun Superman would be dope. But again, I don't cosplay... Or I say that like I'm a fucking cosplayer, like an idiot. I'm I I, I don't want to cosplay things I'm not in the look for. Like you could pull off a Superman, you're super stunning. Like you can pull that <laughs> off. Like you throw a little Thanks. curl in your hair, you're ready to go. Um, I could not. Like I'm going bald. You know what I'm saying? So I had to rock a wig. So I would never like I could do a Bizarro, maybe with like a oh, longer yeah. beard. Oh, that would be actually um, really cool. Yeah, but you can do a Superman all day, definitely. Well, a few years ago, we did dress up as Lois and Clark for Halloween. Yes, we did do that. And that was fun. And yeah, that little that bit of gruff, fun. you're working it, guy. Like, you could do <laughs> we that. Did, we got a little bit of the S-curl in there. But you know what? I feel like I'm into it enough at this point. I would want to do... Because be, to, to do a Clark would be very easy. Right. I mean, that, you know... The, I saw the a bunch of those with the shirt, with yeah. the Superman shirt underneath, yeah. But it's like, I don't... That's almost too easy at this point. I, like, yeah, we need a little bit of a challenge, but... But I don't need to... step up. Yeah, yes. but I don't need to wear the full Superman costume. You, you can go beard, longer hair, black outfit. You grow that beard out a little bit, you got rocking. You could do like a, a rebirth Superman kind of thing in the black. That would be kind of awesome. Oh, it's something to consider. But then who would you be? I mean, I'm I know, always or... Lois, but I know don't you Don't do wanna... Lois again. <laughs> no, 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 Lois. Um, because... I mean, I, I have to say I'm a fan of 
the Supergirl TV show and in, in general, but it's like, we were like, oh, we could be Superman and Supergirl. It's like, well, they're cousins. So it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that element of it. But no, I, you know, I don't know. I, I like, I feel like we will do something. I yes. just, I don't know exactly what form it will take yet, but this was truly a surprise like i mean i really did it because steph wanted to and we were going on our anniversary yeah. so it's like you know whatever would I, make this more enjoyable for you and it just it was it was really a great experience wasn't expecting it and i i do want to tell this one story that we were walking around and if you've listened to previous podcasts um and the debate over the new man of steel movie and the new batman and well especially the man of steel and anthony is Enjoyed it, um, maybe didn't love it, but certainly enjoyed it more than the vast majority of people out there. Yep. And we were walking around randomly, and I was looking around, and I saw someone dressed in the Man of Steel costume. I was like, "Oh my god, it's it's the new, it's the new Superman!" Yep. I'm like, "Look, look, look!" And then he, he's like, whoa, "Whoa!" I'm like, "Look, it's the Man of Steel costume." And we turn around, and he's gone. <laughs> I swear he was gone. It was the trippiest thing ever. I was like, no, I swear. He was right there, like five feet behind us, and then he was gone. So. And I always thought people needed to buy stuff like that. But after talking to, again, the woman who did all my makeup, Padma, she was like, I can make that for you. Because apparently there's, there's like latex like style patterns that you can just buy, and then just stitch them all together. So I'm just saying in the future, we should probably all go as a unit is what I'm saying. Like if we're going to go. Yeah. Maybe get a little deal if we buy in bulk. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She'll hook it up. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm curious, you know, I want to talk to you again after you go to these other conventions because I wonder, you know, what the experience will be like at a smaller show. Oh, I'm in now. Like you're not getting rid of me. I know where you live now. Now I'm coming (laughs) up to do all these, these, these talks. No, yeah. I mean, like, uh. Um, now I'm real into going to these different conventions and seeing what the, cause the show is New York, right? New York or San Diego. Like those are the show. I went to, uh, C2E2 in Chicago, which was a lot of fun. It was a smaller convention, but it was one of the better ones that I've been to. I've heard good things about that. Oh my God. It's so much fun. It's more open, which is great. So you're not kind of sardined in so much. But uh, it's a great convention. There's a lot of really good talent there. A lot of really good artists. A lot of really good writers. Um, and there's there's more area to walk, which might not seem like a big deal when you're just dressed as a as a civilian. But when you're dressed up and you're like, like I'm in makeup that's already chipping off, I was like, which is another problem. Which again, because I know nothing about the cosplay circuit, I'm like, I should have asked beforehand, but that was a big issue. Yeah. And what about the heat? Because it gets hot in there, and there's so many people. Did you find you were sweating? Was makeup? running so the only problem i had was chipping i got i got water-based meron white and i should have went alcohol but the alcohol 16 ounces is 99 dollars and i'm like i got a lot of tattoo like that's a lot of money for 16 ounces is that even going to cover me like that kind of thing um, but if I'm going to continue to do this, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Cause maybe one pass will cover it as opposed to three passes, but no, the heat didn't bother me. Um, it ran out and then Padma was there to do all the handling. She was like, whatever, let's dab you up. So he dabbed me up. And to be honest, the breaking in the, in the makeup kind of looked like dry skin. So it worked yeah. for the imperfection of Adds the outfit. The effect. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Now, did you... I mean, were you there with any other missions? Like, were you there to shop or go nope. to any panels? Or you were there to be Lobo and I take photos? I was just there. For a year and a month, I was like, I'm going to be Lobo. 
and we'll see what happens. If no one takes a picture, that's fine. If, if, if people take a picture, that's great. I saw a bunch of panels I wanted to go to. Like there was a DC panel I wanted to go to, but I only wanted to go to because I was dressed up as Lobo. Like it, like it, it, it kind of takes over your experience. Yeah. You want to be seen, or at least I wanted to be seen. Like a, if people are like, that's that's bullshit. Like for me, that was like that's why I wanted to go. Is um, and to be honest with you, it was the kids, man. Like when a when a ten year old kid is like, he was dressed up as the Joker. He's like, that's Lobo. You're like, what? Like you want to take a picture with me? Like it was, it was cool to kind of make little dreams come true like that. Like it's it's dope. It's like it's like I said before. It's like the Mickey Mouse effect. The dude in the Mickey Mouse outfit is some college kid who's an actor on the side. But when you're in the outfit, people know you're in a costume. They don't care. Like they just want to be with you. They just want to be with you, and they want to take a picture with you, and you embody that person for the moment you are a superhero for for that moment and it was a really big deal did you guys have like when you took pictures where you're like i'm i'm a like like i'm a somebody now like this is a big deal well i always think that so i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) um no there definitely was that feeling of like especially for the first few it was like wow this is cool like they want a picture with me (laughs) like yeah definitely yeah I know. It, I mean, it was it was kind of surreal, honestly. I, like, cause like I said, I you know I, going in, I was like, you know, this this might happen, but I didn't think it would happen as quickly as it did, or as often as it did, or with as much enthusiasm as it did. Yeah. Uh, so it was really neat. I actually thought we would be taking pictures of other cosplayers more than I thought the same thing. Taking pictures of us. I thought the same thing. And when you went, when you left the 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 convention floor and went outside, did you guys go outside? We did just Not really. two I mean, blocks. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a brand new experience. When you leave the convention, not leave the convention, when you go through those two main doors to where like all the, the food trucks were yeah. in that area downstairs, it is like photographer, photographer central. It's where everybody wants to stop everyone and take pictures. We were exhausted by the end of the day and we were walking out and I kind of did notice that people were gathered and there were a lot of people in costume. And I said to him, I'm like, oh, should we hang out here for a little while? And what was your response? Let's let's get out of here. <laughs> He's like, call the Uber. <laughs> Dude, you can't. I'm telling you, like you haven't lived until you've been down in that center area. Like there's, I guess maybe for, photo- again, I know nothing about it, but photographers set up deals to kind of be down there and they have their own little setup placed and people just take like that's what you do the cosplayers go out into that center area and just take nothing but pictures with random people man dude you got to live the full experience guy you can't go there half-assed you got to live the full experience i know listen i keep saying we dipped our toes in the water but i really feel it's over now yeah yeah it's it's a cool subcult it's like a cool second culture within the con that's going that's going on uh what, what did your son think of it um so we FaceTimed in my son, and I said, hi, Pibs. Like, I call him Pibs. That's just one of the, the thousand nicknames he has. His name is Hunter Danger, but I call him Pibs. Um, to the point I call him that so much, he doesn't even know what his fucking name is. <laughs> um, he's, like, he's like, he heard my voice, and he's like, Daddy, I can't see you. And I'm looking right at him. He didn't know it was me. And I was like, that's okay, I'll talk to you later. And he goes, okay. Like, he looked at my face and didn't know it was me. So he was just like, whatever, I can't see you. Like, that was his immediate response. You know, when he gets a little older, did you ever read the Young Justice comic book series? Yeah. With uh, Teen Lobo and the oh, yeah. Slobo? Remember that? Yeah. Would you consider having him if he wanted to? That kid, 
can dress up whenever he wants. Like, we were going to take him this year, but we only didn't take him because we're paranoid parents. Like, you know, people lose kids. Like, that's just a lot of people to be around, and it's a lot of people to kind of gauge him around. And we went to Disney, and he was not having it. Like, okay. he was not. Then, yeah, Comic-Con. He's not a group of people. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Sounds um, like a little you. <laughs> Yeah, we get along well. <laughs> and we got him a, a dragon co- a costume for Halloween, and he doesn't even like to put that on. So let alone putting makeup on for anything else. Nah, that that's definitely not happening. So, I mean, moving forward, I know you have these other conventions coming up, and you said that you plan to stick with Lobo as your character of choice. I mean, it didn't seem like there was anything you needed to do better or different than what you already did, but are there any things that you're you're planning to incorporate into the costume moving There's, forward? There's... Um, the bullet bandolier to go along the chest, which I've kind of seen before, but that's more out of like the Injustice video game. But outside of looking more like a, a gym cartoon character, um, again, my friend Robbie uh, works at Body Delights in Belleville. He was like, listen, you come in. We're going to put you on a cocktail that's going to make you good for next year. I was like, don't give me no illegal shit. He's like, it's barely legal. I'm like, let's do it. Like, so like I showed up for that because that that was a big deal. Because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be fat Lobo, but I also don't want to be skinny Lobo either. So, like, he knows my plan for next year is to do Lobo again. He was like, let's let, let's hook it up. He's like, a lot of that is you. Like, you got to look a certain way. So, not doing too much else to the costume because I've scoured my comics and the internet for different Lobo pictures. I kind of nailed all the little aspects, like, you know, from the lantern rings to the, the trophies to... Besides being in head-to-foot leather, which is going to be hot yeah. in December, oh, yeah. um, I can't really, I can't really do anything else. I mean, I would love to, but I can't really do more. Like you know, he's not a character that's had thirty thousand different looks. Right. You know, at one point he shaved his head and had like a little, like a rainbow of hair in the front. But like you know, like you want to be something that people recognize. If you don't mind telling me a little more about the workout routine, I'm very curious about oh, this. God. So you said, t- so twice a day, every day? It's twice a day. I'd be up at quarter to four in the morning, and then I'd roll into the gym at five. And I would do like the hour-long CrossFit routine. And then after school, I would go back to the gym and do like a regular bodybuilding routine and do some cardio. And then um, you, you have to scan all your food. Like, at least for me, it was important to do that. So it was like, you need 175 carbs a day, 200 grams of protein a day, and 70 fats. So I'm sitting there on my phone at places like scanning in food because you want to make sure that you kind of stay within those limits. That's where the biggest part came from. I give props to everyone who worked on my outfit. That's awesome. Good for them. My part was like eating right. And as someone who has a sugar, like I have a salt tooth, I don't have a sweet tooth. Like you can put a cake in front of me, I'll pass that all day. You gave me a pretzel, and I'm like, it's <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, that's Steph. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same thing. Yep. So the goal after the year longs Lobo was going to PF Chang's, which I added on as like an extra. I was like, when I get done, I'm gonna go have a Great Wall of China cake, which is like a 14 layer chocolate cake with raspberry drizzle on it i'm like that's gonna be my goal so for the week after lobo i ate like shit i was like if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory um but it was totally worth it man i mean the workouts were hard getting into the gym was hard you know some mornings you wake up you just don't want to do it but it's so weird how that becomes your goal and you're like i can't look like a when i go i have to look like b 
and it's a, it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough hustle man yeah no like i said i saw the videos and everything the uh bandana that you wear around your face i mean that's very hazardous looking so the bandana is because i hate lifter face like i don't know like you you, you go know. to the gym obviously when you start making those weird faces i hate lifter face so uh the bandana is for lifter face it also looks kind of menacing which i guess is okay but um yeah it was like i'm if I'm going to go, I'm going to go and do it right. And then um, for this year, I'm like, I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to do it bigger and better. Like, we got so specific. I counted like a fucking idiot. I can't, I can't believe I did this. I counted the rivets on the back of the jacket on the front of Lobo's back and made sure that it was the same amount of rivets. Like, that's stupid. No, like, that's... I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I like the authenticity, yeah. making sure it's – I um. You know, just with with Electra's shirt, I was like, "Well, it's got to be a half zip. It can't be yeah. full zip. Like, I got to find a shirt." And then I couldn't. Like, I'd ordered a vest, and I was like, "All right." It kind of. And then I was looking at pictures one day, and I was like, "That's a dance top." And I'm right. like, "All right." So I were need you to go worried about that website? So, so when did you start getting worried about that? Like, when you're worried about authenticity, did it start from the beginning? Oh, from or the beginning. Did, yeah, did you that's really? Ju- that's just me. It has to be like on point. So both you guys are worried yes. about authenticity from the beginning. Well, I have a secret I need to confess. Oh, so shit. Wait a minute. This is about to get not... spicy. Hold on. <laughs> Podcast revelation. So it was a somewhat last minute ordering of the walking stick, of Matthew's walking stick. And the truth is, the colors aren't quite right. It goes, <laughs> the colors on your She's stick awesome. are That's white, red, white, red. And in the show, it's actually, I think, all white and just one portion is red oh no and it's actually a little shorter than it should be but i didn't want to tell you beforehand but that's (laughs) it was all a lie it's it man pack it in you're done that's okay well i mean this isn't a secret i knew it but the um the glasses that that she ordered for me (laughs) they were they were ladies glasses (laughs) no they weren't you told me they were no not ladies glasses they were elton john or glasses or they oh, were I thought you told the me Beatles were... glasses they oh, had right. or John Lennon yeah all either right. Elton John or John Lennon yeah, either, it didn't yeah, stop they me either way glasses. I still wore them <laughs> I only saw a couple of the Matt Murdock daredevils out there and one guy actually used his cane on the con floor to the point where I was like is he actually blind like I had to ask the question if he was blind or not because I mean it's a great I mean for it's a great costume like if you're if you're rocking it you might as well rock it to the full it's, you know to the fullest of your ability there was definitely one point where I, I was trying to cross and I heard someone say, oh, let him go first. <laughs> I think he thought I was blind. You never know, man. Like you some people yeah. played off. Like this dude who I saw had the cane out the entire time, not just kind of walking with it, but actually walking with it in front of him. And I was like, oh my God, like talk about authenticity. Like you're a blind guy playing Matt Murdock. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Look, if I were blind and I were going to cosplay, that's who I would be. Why, you know. Now, so I know you said you were there to cosplay. Did you buy anything? Or no. Did, no. For the first year, because because of the the amount of sideshow statues and hot toys things, I was already in the hole anyway. So no, I did buy a Frank Cho print because when I went up to him, he was like, "It's the best Lobo I've ever seen." I'm like, "Well, I wanted to meet you anyway," and there was no line, which for me, I was like, "That's crazy." Um, so I bought a Frank Cho print, and uh, my wife bought a couple of Maleficent uh, prints because she's a big fan of Maleficent. But before Sans Baby. Before Baby, Baby uh, BC, we had uh, a bunch of money. So when we went to C2E2, we bought everything because we had the expendable ink. We didn't have a house. We didn't have anything like that. And now this time we kind of went low and we were just like, whatever, let's just buy like little stuff. 
But um, yeah, it was just like prints from artists that we liked and stuff like that. But uh, no, no, not really a big fan of it. It seems like when you go to cosplay, that is your number one concern. You don't want to carry around anything that the character wouldn't carry around. Right. So when I went and bought a beer at nine o'clock in the morning, which the people were like, fucking really? Did you just buy a beer at nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning? I nursed it for like three hours because I'm not really a big drinker. Um, so I walked around with the beer cause Lobo would have a beer. So like, that's, that's the extent of what I bought when I was there. Yeah. But I mean, I saw a bunch of people I liked, but didn't really buy anything. Yeah. That's interesting that you brought it. You didn't want to be carrying something that Lobo no. wouldn't carry. I did the same thing. I'm like, I can't bring a purse cause Electra, Electra doesn't wouldn't have a purse. She doesn't carry exactly. a purse. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you could carry a briefcase. <laughs> and I did. Well, it's funny yeah. because again, this is the first time I cosplayed and every convention I've gone to, it's like, you always have a backpack. Yeah. It's like you bring a backpack. So if you buy stuff or if you bring an extra shirt or, you know, whatever. Uh, so it was weird to wrap my head around the idea of like, I'm going to wear dress shoes and carry a briefcase and not have my backpack. Yeah. But it worked With out my lip well. gloss in it. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I didn't even know. You snuck that in there. You start making accessories based on what you need to carry. Mm-hmm. When um, the So the sideshow statue that I have has Lobo with these four pouches with these skulls on them. And I asked my I asked my friend Padma who tagged her friend Jeremy. She's like, can we make these pouches? She's like, yeah, it's no problem. He's a leather worker. So we did it in like a day. And um, I had a, a pouch designated for each of the different things that I needed to carry. So my cell phone and wallet was in another the 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 dolphin stickers and the bite me fanboy pit, um, pins were in another and like all my personal stuff so like you need extra places to hold stuff because yeah. you don't want to carry it out like that so yeah 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 I could definitely relate yeah we only made one purchase we it was really more me the <laughs> it's actually sitting over there it's the Funko Pop Megazord figure that, that the, so a friend of mine was like can you go grab me a pop thing I was like yeah no problem. Didn't know the craziness that would be like the, the, the Toy Tokyo line. I was like, I'm not getting you this thing. The, the line is too big. Apparently, there was a, a lottery that you have to enter before. Yep. We all won it last year. This year, nobody won. So it was, it's, it's a pretty big deal. That thing is awesome, though. Yeah, I'm waiting on the Dragon Sword as of this recording, which just came out. So we'll see. Dude, that, that, that old school 12-inch Superman you have, I have the Batman and Joker that goes with it. That oh, thing yeah? is awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I got that. I, I was, I don't know, five or six when I got that. And I kept it all these years. Classics, man. Yeah. You, you got to hold on to that stuff. And again, then you die and no one cares. So you got to pass it on to somebody else. <laughs> so, I mean, anything else you want to share about the convention or cosplay experience? No, just, and, you know, everyone was really nice. Uh, people took a lot of pictures. It was fun to, to hang out with other people who were all dressed up. Yeah, I mean, I'll never go as me again. That's for sure. No, well, I mean, congrats on everything you did. I mean, like I said, I was so tremendously impressed, and it was cool to watch your progress along the way. All the workout stuff was very inspiring. Yeah, man, it's definitely addicting. Like, I don't know if you guys had the same thing, but it's definitely like, wow, like, I can never go just as me. Like, I can't be another face in the crowd. Like, I know it sounds so (laughs) bad to say, but I can't just be, like, random dude in the crowud. Like, I want to be in the spotlight. Like, that's that's kind of dope. Like I listened to your, your first podcast. I mean, I obviously listened to them all, but the first podcast with the guy, um, from, um, the comic shop was like, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I'm like, I'm the complete opposite. Like, that's kind of <laughs> awesome. Like to just be the person that everyone knows for the day. Yeah, no, it's a, you know, I'm so glad that we did our cosplaying for a number of reasons, but one of them is that as I'm hearing you describe this, it's like, I get it. And I wouldn't have gotten it 
had we not had that experience. But it's like I like I understand and I can imagine what it was like for you because you really you really went all out for this. So yeah, I mean it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, people yelling your name from across the room is really weird. Um but weird in like a really good way. I'm sure you experience this too. They're not saying like, hey, it's a Lobo or it's hey, that guy's dressed up as Lobo. They're like, it's Lobo. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They were saying, hey, Matt Murdock, not like, oh, there's a guy dressed as Matt Murdock or hey, Electra. And so that's, I mean, it's, it is a little surreal. No, I mean, like I said, I hadn't been to New York Comic Con in a long time. And I feel like maybe now this will be a regular, I don't know if we could do all four days, but I feel like we would go again next year, do yeah, maybe certainly. a couple days this time. So, so that's set every year. Around our, for our anniversary, that's what we're going to do. No. Look, man, apparently I can make one phone call and we can have passes for New York. So now you have no excuse. Now we're going next yeah. year dressed up. Right. You got to do Superman and you got to hoist costumes. me over your head. We'll practice that. Okay. It's like the lift from Dirty Dancing, Guy. We can do it. Don't worry about it. I love, I love how you call people Guy because... I had what I, I don't I mean, I don't call anybody guy, but there was this one moment in Dunkin Donuts a couple of years ago where the person in line in front of me left his keys. And I noticed that and he was about to leave. He was walking out outside. And again, I, I don't address anybody as guy. I just, I just I just don't. And out of nowhere, I was like, hey, hey, guy, <laughs> guy, you left your keys. <laughs> Apparently, it's a very New York Staten Island thing to do because my friend Gina, who's an amazing singer. Um, she was like, you're from New Jersey. Why do you call people guy? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. But, uh, but she was like, yeah, it's really weird that you do it. Cause it's usually a New York thing. I don't know. I call everyone guy, no, guy I, and yeah. ma'am are the two things. I, 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 I called a lady who was bagging my groceries yesterday, ma'am. She was like, I'm half your age. I'm like, all right, so should I call you guy? Like, what do you want me to call you? Cause it's, yeah, it's, it's like, I call like, people hey. one of two things. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could take your pick. Which one? Well, guy, I got to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> now this has been a lot of fun i thank you so much for making the trip here and telling us about your cosplay and convention experience Dude, i told you, you got me now now i'm gonna be calling you every weekend be like who you got this weekend can i come down hang out talk yeah no i definitely have to have you again this was really this was really great i hope you had a good time i did i i did this was a blast i can't wait to go home and tell my wife about it awesome well i mean for any any listeners out there uh again definitely go to the my comic shop history facebook page i'll be posting photos of justin's cosplay and his collection um, but you know, you may very well have already come across some photos yeah. of his Lobo or you, or you might yet. So, uh, definitely keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out for Lobo yeah. at these future conventions. And to anyone thinking about dressing up, do it, just do it. It doesn't matter what you look like. Like I know I was really particular about how I looked, but do it. It is surreal. Like it'll blow your balls off. Like the experience of just getting stopped and so if you're ever on the edge about doing it, it is 150% worth getting dressed up, getting the costume, getting hooked up with a bunch of people who make really cool, cool props. Like that's what they do. Uh, get the independent people, have them make their costumes, have them make your costumes for you and just do it, man. It, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely an amazing experience. I recommend it 100, uh, 190%. Just don't do Lobo. No, that's mine. That's mine. You can't do that. Yeah, find your own thing. Or do it do it better than me cuz then it gives me a a a new uh, a new height to reach. Well said. Well, I I echo that sentiment. I think it's a it's a really cool way to experience a convention. So, uh, if you're open to it, give it a shot. All right. Well, thank you to both of you for being part of this episode. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. My pleasure. Thank you to everyone for listening. Just keep punching. Mm-hmm.